0: Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Angel. Today's episode is season one, episode nine, Hero.
1: Cue the sad music. <laughs>
0: Cue all the sad music. I should change the main title to just like be a, a dramatic version of our theme song.
1: Amazing. Amazing. We'll get a lot of use out of it because you do. You'll have a lot to, of
0: sadness. Yeah,
1: do a couple for season five of Buffy. Do a couple for season two of Angel. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Um. Yeah. This. This episode for anybody following along but not watching along, this is the episode that Doyle dies. Um, <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not even going like, to go it. into it's just the plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because if you watch the show, then yeah, you, know you know exactly what it is. It actually, the show has a lot of, like, it's a wonderfully done episode. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. In, in my opinion, it's one of, I mean, obviously the show really matures and goes into a lot of places, but this is like within the top 10 for me because it just, it does so much and it does so much well. Yeah. Like it it's just very it's a very tight and it's very much fits within the theme of Angel. Obviously, it's a really sad thing to say farewell to Glenn Quinn who, who I only recently realized he died during season 4. Yeah. I think I had always assumed like he died shortly after this. Um
1: No, it was a couple year, like 3 years I think.
0: And there and and it's like so apparently the actor had uh had addiction problems and a lot of other things and and people said that his personality on set was much like David Boreanis's and it made mm. it much more difficult because David Boreanis is a very just like he's obnoxious a bra- he, he's, yeah. a <laughs> yeah, he's a
1: prankster yeah he's a prankster apparently he would like just pull his g- pants down a bunch just like getting nothing <laughs> done
0: <laughs> yeah so they were like it was already it was already difficult with David and then him it just kind of made things really hard and then I guess he also showed up late but everything is like there's no clear story about it. It's all just, you know, snippets from show creators like Joss Whedon apparently said he had always intended on uh he initially said he had always intended on killing off Doyle and then later uh kind of backtracked it to like, well, cuz David Fury basically spoke up. Yeah. Just just back, I was reading up on it um uh, before recording uh where David Fury was just like, "No, he definitely had the idea." That a main character was gonna die. Like oh, okay. a mentor to Angel would die off. Yeah. And it was often tossed around, but it was never anything solidified until we kind of had to. Mm. And then something else I read that was awful was David Fury and Tim Near both wanted to bring Doyle back as a big bad. Oh in some yeah, in some capacity, and it kept getting shot down and I was like, Thank God. Yeah. Because this is that I want this to be my memory of him.
1: It's very like um, I, I'm not. I don't want to say character names because it's a Buffy season seven spoiler. But there's a yeah. character who dies, and then there's like a potential that they could be brought back in season seven as part of the big bad. And the actress was like, "Oh no,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm just no. sim- I'm
1: simply not going to do absolutely
0: that. not <laughs> yet. to the that legacy of this
1: character. Absolutely yeah. not. I loved that. Um,
0: yeah, that's great." Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was all just super, uh, fascinating to me. And then I also, and we'll, we'll get into all the details of it. I just, this, everything in this episode I love. So I can't wait to talk about it. Um, so anyway, we open on the, Hilarious Cordelia narrating us through a promotion for Angel.
2: Okay, we fade up on an aerial shot. Downtown, skyscrapers, lights, yada, yada, yada. We hear a narrator, preferably famous, maybe that bald Star Trek guy or one of the cheaper bald ones. And he says, it's a big, bad city out there. Cut to a woman walking down a dark, spooky street. Alone, we'll cast some... Beautiful young actress. Maybe an up-and-coming starlet whose career's on the verge of taking off. Anyway, she's all nervous, right? Mucho vulnerable. The voice guy says, Danger lurks around every corner. Boom! She's attacked by a big ugly goon with a knife. She screams, Help! Is there no one to help me? Well, now there's someone who will answer your call. He'll protect you. You when you fall you can count on it
0: and you can count on me because I'm the dark avenger
1: I love it, it
0: it's so good it's so um, funny it's always funny to me too when she when she does the cut to angel it's very clearly not David Boreanaz the silhouette is like yeah. a small dude <laughs> and I remember watching it and I'm like oh well you know this is in her head so like it's we're not going to see Angel's face. But then it ends on him saying, I'm the Dark Avenger. And I was like, then why didn't we have him Wait, a
1: Well, because even the I'm the Dark Avenger, that's in her imagination. Right, yeah. Like, David Boreanaz is doing it. But I guess you're right in that sense. Why wasn't it David Boreanaz in the commercial yeah. as well? But it is funny because he puts on that stupid David Boreanaz smile and he's yeah. like, I'm the Dark Avenger. Do you know what's hilarious about David Boreanaz? I remember when... Have you seen Gone Girl? Uh, Yeah. Okay. When David Fincher was casting, he was like, I need someone who will be able to like, pull off that for Nick, that he's just like, he's not stupid, but he's like a people pleaser. And so his instinct is to smile. And so he like saw a lot of press like photos and footage and stuff of Ben Affleck, and that's why he cast Ben Affleck. I think, not acting talent-wise, but I think in that specific capacity, David Boreanaz <laughs> could have also played Nick.
0: Oh, for sure. That
1: was a really long walk, but I needed to make that point.
0: <laughs> Reminds me of the community episode where he's like, that was an interesting dot to connect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just saying the way that he... The way that he has that smile that makes him look friendly but like if you look at it for too long you're like, "Oh, you're just a douchebag." Yeah. <laughs> it's I, it's this a rare talent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and then Cordelia is basically selling Angel on it and he just like walks away, which is also kind of funny. He's just like, "I'm not even going to bother with this." But it's because he's depressed about Buffy.
1: I mean, You only have yourself to blame.
0: Yeah. And oh, and I have a problem with something. I'm not sympathetic.
1: I'm not sympathetic. He also told on himself. So now there are two people, I guess, by the end of the episode, just one. There's people walking around in the world that also know what he did that could easily tell Buffy.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Him telling them and not Buffy is messed up. And so she Cordelia basically turns to Doyle to be the face of Angel Investigations um
2: not before and, she insults him i'm not getting every man i'm getting a uh, weasel we don't want weasel
0: <laughs> which actually hurts his feelings <laughs> and does. i like that i like that he calls her out and she apologizes like the the evolution of their the the evolution of their relationship in this episode moves up quite a bit but it doesn't feel out of place yeah um and it's it's all for for reasons and it and it is part of what makes me sad, knowing, like, where it could have gone. But I also love that we don't. Like, I love that it didn't get ruined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sad that Doyle's gone, but I I love how this episode leaves him with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, like, what are the chances that it would have been a love to last the series? You know what I mean? Like, they would have broken up at some point, and then who knows what would have happened.
0: Right. Oh, and I I love Cordy and Angel, like, so... I'm I'm happy with what we got. It's just sadness all around. Um so Cordy mentions Angel being in a funk.
2: I feel kind of hopeless with him down there doing the nonprofit brooding. Oh. It's not like he has a heart. How could it be so broken?
0: And uh, and he's still sad about last week's episode. Uh is what I wrote. Um and then Dor <laughs> Dora records his speech. Um also I love that this video because this this video is like yeah. a heartbreaking it's heartbreaking now watching him record it just even in the silliness of yeah. it, what it is and then obviously in the end of the episode but then also it's in the hundredth episode and yeah. you're welcome which i really love the because it's obviously you know a celebration of the show and of the characters and uh and to like acknowledge this significant character who was only in nine episodes but had such a lasting absolutely impression it was so good um Cordelia's bummed. She's not sure why Angel's so upset. So Doyle approaches Angel, and Angel tells him what happened. Look, the first time the Mora demon attacked, it got away. What first time? Look, I tracked it. I killed it. Some of its blood mixed with mine. It made me mortal. That's when you took me to see the oracles to find out what it meant. No, see, I'm going to remember a trip to the Netherworld of
2: Eternal Watching. It's just not something that happens every day. The oracles told me I was released from my duty. Buffy and I worked together until we realized it couldn't be
0: uh we didn't realize shit yeah you made a decision sir which and that's the thing that i think that right there is the clincher because it's like as you said obviously we need angel to not be human for the series and he yeah. has to go back um and when we brought it up in the last episode if it was rooted in angel wanting having to decide and talking about it with Buffy and them yeah. both realizing like, oh yes, the world needs this. We can't mm-hmm. continue this. It still would work. It would 100%. still be sad. Like you could still yeah. have Sarah crying in the and scene. It would be like you could do yeah.
1: Way less gross.
0: Yeah. And it would be more impactful because like both of them are both of them are making this choice to let go of yeah. this happiness that they wanted. And
1: here's the other thing too though. That annoys me about this episode, even though I love it, is (laughs) the implication is that this fight in this episode is what the oracles were talking about.
0: Yeah, I hate it.
1: And I'm like, we are still in, we haven't seen a Wolfram and Hart lawyer in three weeks easy. And I'm like, we are still so in a monster of the week Situation: We haven't seen Kate in three episodes like we haven't seen people that are important in like three episodes. And so to imply that like this is the the villain that like needs for Angel to be a vampire still and then he's not even the fucking one who does the hero thing. Yeah, it's- It's it's
0: a no for me. It's funny because it's like, that's definitely the next on. When this aired, the next on yeah. implied that because he, mm-hmm. he ends, end, ends the episode deciding to become a champion because he's told there's a really bad threat coming. And then in the next on, it's showing these soldiers coming into the streets. And it feels very much like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they they definitely positioned it like that. I felt like they positioned it like that, but Angel was wrong. Like he oh. miss he like was like, oh, this thing is coming. Like, I don't know, it's it's very messy. You're right. Like yeah. I, that's the that's the one thing I really don't like about it, where you're just like, Th- but this isn't this, this is, is episode nine. This <laughs> is very
1: clearly not it. And it also just yeah. makes Angel look foolish and stupid. Right. It's like you're gonna face
0: the entirety of hell That's more more than likely what they're talking about but um but yeah sure let's talk about these nazi soldiers um
1: boy that's another thing too that's that's a whole thing i like okay so like this episode aired in 1999 i think or like Mm -hmm. yeah 1999 (sighs) that was a different time I was not aware that there were still Nazis in the world. But today I am hyper aware that there are still Nazis everywhere. I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of Nazis. So like every time there are Nazis in a TV show, I'm like, I would rather die than watch this Nazi thing. Like, it's the reason I never watched The Man in the High Castle. That that like, what if the Nazis won TV show? And I'm just like, I thank you. I can't. I simply can't do it and it's just especially now it's like i don't want to watch tv shows with nazis when there are real life nazis all over the place yeah like holding positions of power in the government Yeah, You're and like, so i don't need this i just like i went into this episode knowing that this was that episode and there is another nazi episode later but like a real nazi episode like, these are like I don't know, demon neo Nazis. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's a real ass Nazi episode later. But I just, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, I wish it. Like, they, why are they? I guess I could be down with it if they were presented more like a demon hierarchy as opposed to like, why are they wearing? Nazi like reminiscent Nazi, uniforms. Yeah. Like why are do they have these uniforms? That
0: is yeah, that we'll, and we'll get into that too once once we reveal them, but uh yeah, that's a, that's a thought that yeah. I have where I'm just like you guys hate humanity <laughs> and you're dressing up as them. It doesn't yeah, make doesn't, any sense. I
1: I guess you could argue that the Nazis are devoid of humanity, but
0: yeah, or the still. Nazis copied them, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, like these demons have been around longer than the Nazis?
0: Yeah. That could
1: be okay. <laughs> So Pot- potentially, I'm fine with that.
0: Maybe that's the lore.
1: <laughs> the Nazis stole it from demons. Yeah. <laughs> that's how terrible
0: they are. <laughs> um, so uh, Doyle, so Doyle and Angel have a really good talk. Actually, uh, once yep. we get past the 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 grossness of last week's episode, um, Doyle's perplexed why Angel would give it all up, mm-hmm. and seemingly is not someone who would do the same. And he says, yep. "I would like, I would." go for humanity in a heartbeat and angel points out uh like you don't know until you're tested like you don't know what you would do uh and and i i love i love so i love this for doyle because it's funny but then i also love the smirk angel gives to doyle saying
2: oh if it's a fight they want can someone
0: else give it to him? <laughs> I love that Angel has like the, the sweetest little smirk because it like shows how much Doyle's grown on him. Yeah. Like he's not annoyed by Doyle anymore. And uh it, I mean obviously it makes the episode a lot more heartbreaking too, but I really love the depth of them.
1: I'll be honest though, I am like so ready to get to the character the other characters who fight. Because like right now, Angel's the only one that fights. Doyle and Cordelia are very oh, yeah, yeah. background characters. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and getting together so with like, Gunn and Like, all Wes them. and
1: Gunn. I'm just like, I'm like, let's. Like, yeah, let's get I'm into like some I love Doyle. This episode's very sad, but like, let's go.
0: <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, and and also Doyle could be fighting, but he's like fighting. That's where yeah. I'm like, if he stayed on, he would. This would be the episode to like get him to accept who he is, and yeah. Cordy would help him accept who he is, and then he could join and do demon form and fight a lot more. Yeah, but you know what happens happens. Uh, Doyle debriefs Cordy.
2: Angel started the day over knowing he'd remember everything that happened. That's pretty amazing, huh? (laughs) Amazing he didn't check the stock quotes or the lotto numbers. Angel should have told us what happened. We can't keep secrets from each other. No, we can't um
0: it's unclear when this happened this like this could be like the next morning like i, I no, don't know how long it's been it i'm feels, assuming it's a week later yeah
1: it feels like it's been days and if yeah. we're again using the like tv episode logic where every episode is a week then it's been yeah i mean i would say like at least four days
0: yeah so she's just like he should have told us um and that's where she's like no secrets. Yep. And Doyle is legit about to tell her he's yep. a demon to his credit because later she calls him out for it. And I'm like, actually, to be fair, he was about to. He was then, he was trying, yeah, and then a vision uh, interrupts him. And angel and Doyle investigate. and i I really like this this element too, because it's it's obviously it's awful. And like you said, it's like, I don't want to watch stories about Nazis, but yep. they do do a good job showing that element, like the hiding under the floor and everything. Like oh, for the, sure. Sh- the episode is handled with care, in my opinion. Sure. Um, it's
1: not, yeah, it's not like some of the other episodes, like the Thanksgiving episode of Buffy that we just passed, where yeah, you're like,
0: right. uh, you're like
1: I don't know. I feel like you didn't yeah. have anybody who even took, like, one indigenous people's class right. in college yeah. on your writing staff. This is very... This is handled with a lot more care than that.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of talk. Basically, there's a lot of um, allegories for race and everything yeah. within this and acceptance and Doyle calling out Cordelia and things like that. So I think it's it's really, it's an interesting uh, look. And it's not shticky. Yeah. It's not like, hey, look at this Nazi de- Nazi demons. Isn't that cool? And it's like, uh, it's more just like, these are terrifying monsters. Yeah. And they're doing something to people who didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, I have to um, go on another tangent really quick. I saw, oh, do it. I saw, I think, a TikTok last night where some person was talking about how in the X-Men, Magneto doesn't have, like, there, he's not demonstrably Jewish. Like, there's nothing, like, specific about him that makes him Jewish. And I was like, did y'all not see the movie? Yeah. He's so Jewish. <laughs> it was just like I don't know what else to tell you like it just was he was in a concentration camp
0: Yeah. like I don't
1: what are you trying to do and it was very like that's like making him Jewish is like so woke or whatever and I'm like I don't not? I don't know what to tell you about who he is as a person it's like yep. I I literally was like because someone had stitched it mm-hmm. and was like, What? <laughs> He's like, There's no other interpretation. Yeah. I couldn't, I just literally couldn't handle it. But it reminded me, uh, this yeah. conversation reminded me of it.
0: <laughs> People are insane. People are
1: so stupid.
0: And then Doyle is clearly upset about something. Uh, and Angel, or he tells Angel he knows about the Scourge. The Scourge. You know that.
2: What are they?
0: Death. And so there's the flashback to young Doyle. Yeah. Um, which shows slightly before Angel comes to town. Honestly, yeah. because not he super has his, long. Yeah. Not super long because he has this first vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I like I love this. I love the idea that he's coming off the heels of something so devastating into yeah. Angel's life and, like, what that does for him, being exposed to Angel and Cordelia. Like, there's so much depth just to that flashback, yeah, which I think is so cool. Um
1: It's also, I think, a really interesting juxt- juxtaposition to Angel and, like, more separated, but Buffy as well, where it's like, he literally he had a vision and then Sean Gunn like dressed up like a uh, bracken demon came to him and was like, these people are going to kill us. And he literally was like, oh, no, like, it's not yeah. it's not for me. I'm not doing that. And so I do love that. It's like he is like Buffy if Buffy's at one extreme he's at the other extreme and Angel is sort of a sliding scale in the middle of how he like reacts to stuff like this but like Buffy was like this is fucking horrible like being chosen and like I don't know that I want to do this but she also is like I have to because I'm the only one that can and meanwhile Doyle was like oh no I that's not something that's inside me absolutely not and he has to sort of Live with and reckon with the fact that he sort of allowed a genocide, you know, like it's not like it's never implied that he's the last of his kind. Like he's not like the last bracken demon in the world or whatever. Right. But that was like a whole, you know group of them them. that died
0: and it's not even at least to me it doesn't even read like this is my fault it's more like i did literally nothing
1: nothing yeah
0: and the powers that be showed me that i should have
1: exactly yeah
0: um which i have something very specific about that later when he's talking to reef Mm -hmm. um but so the scourge he explains who the scourge is which also side note so I was doing this deep dive about it because the Scourge is this quote unquote pure race demon and they're killing quote unquote half breed demons. Yeah. But f- based on the verse of Angel and Buffy, mm-hmm. all demons in on Earth are essentially half-breeds.
1: Yeah, and we already found that out, too. Yeah, in we found that out in season Ascension three. Episode. Yeah, where,
0: like, the real demons are, are... And we'll find out with Illyria, too. Like, real demons are, like, yeah. not of human form. They're not bipeds. And so a part of me was just like, what the fuck? Like, what, how are they? But then I'm also like, well, I mean, that's also that's also par for the course with nazis where they think sure they're superior and it's yeah. like no you're just a human being dipshit like <laughs> yeah
1: it's like it's par for the course with nazis it's like also um you know in harry potter like voldemort yeah. is a half-blood wizard right not a exactly. pureblood so it's like none of it actually matters you just yeah. have to be psychotic and charismatic enough exactly. to get a bunch of people to follow you to hell essentially Yeah,
0: and just kill me yeah so it- it's like once i kind of re-remembered i'm like all right it does matter because they're yeah. just fucking monsters.
1: I like remember the first time I. This, I sorry, I keep going on tangents. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a picture of Hitler, and I was like, he's not even good looking. Like, <laughs> how what did he the do hell? that? Like, how is <laughs> Plus, he it had dark hair, dark eyes, everything and i was like how the fuck did this son of a bitch like manage yeah. this whole aryan bullshit and yeah. i just my and then you know the teachers and my parents and everything were like well he was very charismatic like he was good at giving speeches and and riling people up and i was like oh okay, i guess Yikes. if that's all it takes
0: <laughs> yeah jesus um <laughs> doyle is telling he's he tells the Rest of the story to Angel, uh, and his first vision was of them all dying.
1: I, lo- I do love that he owns up to it.
0: Yeah, he's like, I didn't do anything.
1: Pretty um, pretty immediately. Like, you know, it obviously... there. Well, I don't know. There was no real cause for him to have owned up to this sooner, but, like, the minute that it becomes an issue he's like yeah well hey this is like a thing about me and I love that he doesn't shy away from it
0: I also love that because Angel said to him uh, a few episodes back like we need to sit yeah. down one day and like talk about you yep. because I want to know who you are and I like that they didn't have that happen off screen like we've, yeah. we've been getting elements of pieces the, yeah Yeah, pieces as it's coming um, I really like that we get to go through that with them because um, it would also be weird for him to be like, all right, Angel, let me tell you my whole story. So it's just like, <laughs> when it's relevant, I'll tell you. Exactly. And he's very honest and like yeah. tells him everything. It's great. I, I really dig it.
1: And I do. I also, he does it without, with like expecting judgment. And then Angel doesn't really judge him.
0: Right. Because why would he? Angel's well, done the worst shit.
1: Yeah, but he's a kind of a judgmental prick sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He is. But I, I mean, I,
0: in the realm of. Being a hero and, and choosing to sure, do the right absolutely. thing. He's definitely tortured and like he's made the bad decisions yeah. with the soul, and so I know he's definitely like I'm not bad. Like he will hold it he will he does hold grudges and he does do questionable and say questionable things, but I think overall, especially with people like Doyle and people he cares about, he's not gonna um hold that over their heads when he knows he like fucking ate a guy as as a soul vampire you know like <laughs>
1: uh, yeah um, i agree <laughs>
0: uh cordelia shows up she's shocked that they're helping demons and doyle's like they're not bad just because the demons isn't yeah. bad which is a whole you know allegory
1: i i do love how much more like easily cordelia takes this than like anybody on buffy
2: ever oh, takes yeah.
1: it. Like, like we get to a point with, like, Clem where Buffy is just, like, allowing Clem to, like, w- exist or whatever. But he's the only one. Yeah. And it's sort of like, what's happening here?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the difference yeah, between you two?
1: It's just a lot nicer on Angel. There are more shades of gray, which, you know, is allowable because this is, like, the quote-unquote adult show. Yeah. But also... I just do wish that they did that a little more on Buffy. Yeah,
0: it's funny cuz and I think we've talked about this before. I, the things that Angel covers thematically, I really dig and I wish some of some of it it does, but I wish more of it on Buffy grew to yeah. the maturity of where we are in Angel cuz Angel's just like adults move forward. Yeah. And then Buffy matures and they grow into adults by six and seven and i wish some of the viewpoints that are held in angel are kind of learned by six and seven right. but like you said they kind of don't because no. maybe because they're scared they're like well our audience of buffy kind of understands this world so we don't want to change it on them and it's like but that's the whole allure of the show is watching yeah. these kids grow like, and I like
1: don't... i would accept that if it weren't for the fact that even when i was 16 and 17 and watching buffy and like Um, because like I had a party to watch the finale, like with a couple of my girlfriends from school, my senior year of high school. And so that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't completely understand why you think that anybody in the world wants such a black and white view of something that could and should be so nuanced because it's like when I was watching all of the like spike stuff, I, that is such a fascinating character. And to, to just saddle him with this black and white narrative when all he is is shades of gray, you know, it's just really frustrating. And it is one of the things that I prefer about angel. And one of the things I appreciate so much about angel, the character on angel, the series because he does get to live in those shades of gray in a way that even he didn't on Buffy. He yeah. was not allowed that either. He was he was good with a soul or he was bad without a soul and that's it. And I yeah. there are shades of gray in this show.
0: Yeah, which is great. I love it. I love it. I and 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 again, thank you to anybody who's watching along with us for the first time because honestly, I've been seeing so many people talk uh, like I've and understandably shit about Angel and not liking Angel. The character. Yeah, the character. And and it is super fun yeah. and it's funny <laughs> to poke fun at Angel. <laughs> But then I see people saying just like, I would never watch Angel like that fucking that's a garbage show because I hate mm. the character. I'm like, you, but it's a different character. It's a like, different character. Almost completely. Yeah. And and only old Angel shows up when it's a Buffy crossover, which exactly. luckily there aren't. And we talked about wanting yeah. more. But then it's like in the realm of like the fact that they keep kind of falling him back to his old yeah. ways. I, okay. I'm happy there isn't more.
1: I don't want more crossovers where Angel goes to Buffy or Buffy goes to Angel.
0: No, oh, yeah, no, yeah.
1: I want crossovers where Cordelia goes back home for yes. the weekend, or like Xander has to deliver something to Los Angeles, or like Anya and Cordelia get to hang out or something like that. Right, like, those are the crossovers I want. I don't you know, want Buffy and Angel anywhere near each other. Honestly,
0: it. W- I would have. Ugh. It would have been so great if they did like the Arrowverse thing, and there were huge team yeah. team ups, and Buffy and Angel grew to like Absolutely. not be pining over each other. Like we could just see them fighting yeah. side by side and not being dipshits over each other. 100. Like, that'd be so, so cool.
1: There's gonna start being a section in every episode where I just talk about how there are fan fictions that do that, <laughs> 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 because there are tons of them where they're they like they all have to team up or like it's post um season 7 and all the scoobies are like they like decamp to los angeles for like a little while first oh nice it's very good they're uh-huh. very good yeah <laughs> Just saying.
0: We'll just have little ads for fanfic at the top of our episodes.
1: Go to Elysian Fields.
0: Go to Elysian Fields. Make an account. Read all the fanfic. Read some
1: Buffy fanfic. It's amazing. That's well, right. read some Spuffy fanfic. It's very specifically yeah. that. It's <laughs> spuffy only
0: fanfic.
2: Spuffy fanfic. That's it.
0: And it's worth it. As it should um, be. Cordelia is annoyed that Angel doesn't want the money.
2: Ho, ho, hang on. This guy owes Angel money? Why are we collecting it? <laughs> oh which my is God. funny. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: is really funny. Um, and Doyle's like Cordelia, priorities. We're trying to save people's lives. Please yeah. just go to the fucking boat. And then she and she does what she always does. Which she she's does. like, okay, and she understands the yeah. assignment. Um, Angel intimidates the boat guy. The Grandy
2: told you about me, right? What I am? He said you bit him. No, I never bit him. So you, I wasn't hungry.
0: I honestly don't feel. Like he's successful in his intimidation. I feel like his intimidation in the scene only works because the boat guy has no idea of anything. He's just yeah. like, I I heard you kill people and you're not saying you don't. So <laughs> and he's
1: like, I heard you bit my brother or whatever, and he's like, I wasn't hungry. And yeah. he's like, if anything goes wrong, I'm gonna assume it was your fault and then I'm gonna get hungry. And I'm like,
0: No, no. He says, and then I might be peckish. peckish and I was whatever, like, that whatever. is not an intimidating <laughs> word, sir. <laughs>
1: I'm feeling like I like I might like a light luncheon. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I I agree with you. I think it ends up working as intimidation because the script says so, not because yeah. either actor is really giving it their all. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's kind of a nothing scene. Yeah. I'm like, this could go. Uh, and so then Doyle finds out that Reef the boy leaves. Reef doesn't believe. So and and we kind of skipped over the these demons think that angels like they're the chosen one, the promised yeah. one to save them, and the boy. Is calling bullshit so he runs away Doyle chases after him and it's a really great interaction there's, there's a point where the boy points out she took
2: me out with her one day I was so excited just out in the neighborhood with all the other kids you know what day it was what day was it it's Halloween so that's my choice I can be hated by humans because they're scared
0: of me or by purebloods who want to kill me. And then one of my favorite elements of this interaction is the way Doyle talks about
2: Angel. It's gonna be different this time. Why? Because your friend's the promised one? So you know it's not true. No, I don't. I don't know anything about your people's myths and legends, but I do know Angel and he's the genuine article. My hero. Yeah, that's exactly what he is your people can call him the Promised One or the Dark Avenger. I mean, what does it matter? It matters because it's a lie. They put their faith in something, Reef. You don't have to if you don't want to. Maybe Angel doesn't know what he's doing. It's possible. But the other option, losing yourself somewhere, hoping it all goes away, I know that never works.
1: I also do, I do love when the boy is like, oh, so like, you don't believe he's the chosen one either. And he's like, I don't know about your Lister demon myths yeah, or whatever. Like, like oh, that's, that's not my specialty. But he's like, I do know that Angel's a hero. And I, I agree with you. I do love that, that he's like, if you just run away and and hope that you manage to keep running, that's not necessarily like maybe you'll make it fine but like what about the rest of your family you're leaving them like no option right they're not going to leave without you basically either because they are like holding the boat hoping that Doyle gets this kid back and it's like you know you can't just be thinking about yourself and things like this and just because Angel might not be your chosen one doesn't mean he can't offer some sort of help
0: right and well and the one very specific thing that i love is taking away the significance of angel from Mm. the meaning of what doyle's saying because it could easily be read like oh well now doyle's stepping up because angel's there and angel's a hero yeah but it's more just like He's pointing out, like, Angel's trying to help, and that's what I should have done. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter whether or not I was a chosen one or I could have helped them. I should have tried. Yeah. And that's what Angel is doing, and that's kind of what inspired him, but takes it takes away – like, it keeps the blame on himself instead of just like, oh, well, he didn't have Angel, you know, when he was younger. Sure, yeah. So, like, he, he c- couldn't do it, but now he can. It's more like he should have just stepped up the way Angels t- Angel doesn't know what he's doing. Angel's yeah, m- most e- of the equal- time that's true. <laughs> right. And Angel's equally matched with Doyle. Like he yeah. maybe has more experience than Doyle, but like in, in strength and uh and being able to help, you know. He he can do what Doyle can do. And so I I just think it's a really a really great scene between the two of them and he basically convinces Reef to come back with him. Yeah. Uh and uh Angel snaps Doyle's neck was my next note.
1: <laughs> yeah, he sure does because I the the like what are they, the scourge? They come Discourage. before they can get back to the boat and so they like hide the boy or tell him to run or whatever and then Angel and Doyle like trick them essentially so yeah. that so that Angel can uh join their ranks yeah. and learn learn what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. Uh and then they're very intrigued by it. They're like, "Well, you yeah. know, half demons killing half demons that's that's all fine by me uh reef finds dead doyle and learns that he can snap his neck which is interesting that's
1: <laughs> and- also that's also handy it, it this episode really does sort of make you think what if we had kept doyle yeah for like longer but you know yeah that's
0: that's the bittersweet nature of the episode yeah. it's just like it kind of showed the promise mm-hmm. of where doyle would go but also lets it end on such a great note for yeah. him that he can just be this iconic character especially with the behind the scenes of what happened with him it's mm-hmm. like this gets to be how he's remembered absolutely um cordy and the shipmate i love that she convinces him to cut the debt in half instead of forgive the debt like because Angel doesn't know and then she's like well we can still get the money
1: (laughs) we can still get something it's great she's like okay I think it's it's meant to be played as if Cordelia is still like materialistic but it's like she has bills to pay. Angel has right. bills to pay. Doyle has bills to pay. The business has bills to pay. She's yeah. being very realistic and pragmatic in a way that I think it's it's generally just played off as a joke. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. But like...
0: No, yeah, she's. I always read it as like, as, as successfully for me at least, I always read it as both of those. Like, yeah. she she's necessary in order for them to have money and it's necessary for the audience to find out how you can because at a certain point it's broken where you're just like right how on god's green earth do you get leases for these buildings and how are you paying for anything (laughs) and so having it having it be brought up every once in a while like oh cordy's the one leading the front and she's also the voice of reason across the verse like Mm. she's the person who's always speaking the truth and speaking her mind and then it is also funny because she's that's who she was and that's who she is. So, like, it's funny, but it also serves a purpose. At least for me, it it seems to work well. Um,
1: Yeah, because I feel like we do have confirmation that Angel doesn't really have money, despite having been alive for so long. Yeah. He doesn't, like, have his own money. And I guess you could sort of imagine that once Wesley shows up, he might have money because he's, like, an old British family, but he also is unemployed, so...
0: Well, someone I I saw—it was a funny meme or something—I saw where someone was asking how the vampires. I guess it was vampires in Twilight or whatever. How they have money? And someone was like, "If you've been alive for hundreds of years and you don't have money, step into the sun."
1: (laughs) Also, that is it. Definitely explained in the books. Alice (laughs) can see the future, so she invests their money for them.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry for
1: like, that Twilight tangent. Just yeah, but it's <laughs> this a, it's whole a episode, which is just... it's a real <laughs> it's a... like confirmed thing within the world. But
0: yeah, and also just vampires, especially ones like Spike and Angel, would know how to get money. Yeah. Um. So they have it in some capacity, um, or they would know how to survive.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: they would know how to get around building codes and and yeah, getting for sure, um, places to rent or whatever, um. So then the Scourge have their secret meeting about their device, and Angel's hair is so stupid.
1: <laughs> the, like, slicked down yeah. kind of,
0: right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> mostly just like, why
1: did oh, you? Oh, man.
0: None of them have hair. So this was just your choice. Also, why was... You can't... And look in the mirror. I don't know. The whole thing for me, I was just like, what is, why did you do this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. None of them did it. None of them were like, well, let's get you all primped up here, buddy. So it's like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I can imagine is that he's like, ah, I remember the good old days when I was a Nazi the last time. And this is how (laughs) I wore my hair. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) Or he's, because he's, he's. Has hair similar to that in the uh, episode in season two when he when they do the flashbacks to the hotel. His hair is, mm, I believe, yeah. combed to the side. So maybe he's more like, well, the Nazis are from
1: so do a you while mean, ago. Do you mean that episode that takes place just after he was a Nazi?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. So there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm spoiling like season four or five, but I hate. <laughs> that whole thing
0: oh man it's it's great um and then they kill the shipmate and cordelia front confronts doyle so cordelia finds out that doyle's a demon from one of the guys yeah and then doyle comes up she smacks him
2: what was that for why didn't you tell me you were half demon i thought we agreed that secrets are bad i wanted to tell you i was afraid I thought if I did, you'd reject me. I rejected you way before now. So you're half-demon. Big whoop! I can't believe you'd think I'd care about that. I mean, I work for a vampire. Hello?
0: It's true, I just... What
2: do you think I am? Superficial?
0: And I'm watching it like, Cordelia, you've been beating the shit out of demons, <laughs> and you even questioned why you were helping demons in this episode.
1: I mean, I think she... So, okay, I agree with you. However... I think that she is also still living by those very black and white Sunnydale rules. I yeah. don't think she knows until like the Bachelor Party episode and this episode that there are like lots of different b- demons that don't, that are not mean, that like aren't oh. looking for world domination.
0: Oh, for sure. I know. I completely understand why she is the way she is. Up until this point, I'm just more like her reaction to Doyle, like, why would you think that would be my reaction? I'm like, because of all the evidence? Like,
1: <laughs> because of all the evidence that that's the way you would react? <laughs> that
0: that's what you do? And she brings up Angel. She's like, I work for a vampire. I'm like, right, but a vampire with a soul, like, he's the exception to the rule. It's like, yeah. <laughs> But it's hilarious, and she asks him to ask her out on a date, which is great. It implies their chemistry is real, which it is. Like, they have really great chemistry.
1: I would point out, though, that she tells him to ask her to dinner again after she insults him first.
2: I mean, you're half-demon. That is so far down the list. Way under short and
1: poor yeah why would i I care that you're half a demon you're short and poor and those are way worse (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like whoa
0: and i but i also love that he's just so into her that he's just like i don't care about any of that you're cordelia which fair Fair um, enough.
1: Yes, she is Charisma Carpenter in 1999. Right. <laughs> it covers a multitude of sins. He
0: he showed up on on set and they were like, "So that's your potential love interest." And he went, "I'm sorry, what?"
1: Beg pardon. <laughs> Beg pardon. <laughs>
0: um, Angel shows up and he's followed by the scourge. Uh, a fight breaks out and the device is lowered, and the heartbreaking finale commences.
2: Yeah. A good fight, yeah. You never know until you've been tested. I get that now.
1: I do wanna like I need a I need a behind the scenes or like a like a clip from another perspective that shows them like overtaking a crane and hooking the device up to the crane and then like oh, yeah. moving the crane over to where it needs to be and lowering the crane down in the exact right, right hole so it's right on top of all the demons. <laughs> it had
0: to have taken so much work <laughs> to get that there. Like,
1: like I feel, I really feel like the ship could have just like left in time to to miss that.
0: <laughs> it took so much work. So uh, the device gets lowered, What's interesting is so Angel says he's gonna jump on it, and I legit, but like Angel would, sure. Um, And what's interesting is this is this is such a surprise moment because you're watching the show, you know Angel's not gonna die, Mm -hmm. you know he's willing to, but you also in the back of your head know like they're gonna write. Him out of the, they're gonna right. write him out of this situation. Like the device is gonna fail, or you know, it's gonna mm-hmm. explode, or they can figure out an alternative. And when Doyle punches him, that's when you're like, oh shit, Doyle can die. Yeah, and then you're, and then like he kisses Cordelia, and it's this music is roaring. Yeah, he gives her his power, and he well, jumps. Well, we don't on know it. that it's, yet. Or right, you just see yeah. the light go from his mouth into hers, um, and then and then he jumps to the thing and he basically disintegrates as he pulls the plug on it and it is it's yeah. heartbreaking like angel screaming doyle's name is heartbreaking
2: doyle
0: doyle doyle
1: doyle no and like trying to like race back up the ladder so he can like yeah. keep him from doing it it's like a yeah. whole thing i do yeah. also i have to ask Are these I I need I need more information about these demons, the scourge demons, because I'm like, this device is meant to kill anything with like humanity. So it's sort of like the judge and it's sort of like a cathla. So I'm like, what do you eat? Don't you need people
0: Yeah, aren't you like the
1: vampires don't you also need people this is so (laughs) short-sighted
0: yeah because then now what are they gonna make their own meal like what is their food yeah they're gonna have to like do all the yeah i don't know
1: it's the whole thing every time that there's a demon who's like i'm gonna suck the world into hell and i'm like and then what i just (laughs) then what is your end game (laughs) so you can starve to death i don't get it which is
0: which is why spike was so smart he's like why would we do that yeah um so yeah, he he jumps on it. Apparently they wanted it to be a lot more graphic. Uh oh. his skin his skin melting off of him. Um but the network wouldn't allow it. So yeah. they, that's why they did it and like the the tears that they did. Uh it's very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Especially him like evaporating. Because yeah. if if it just like wiped him if it was a device that just killed you and there was a body mm-hmm. then you could you could still live with like oh well he could you know they could save him or they could bring him back sure. or whatever but like yeah. him completely being eviscerated you're just yeah. like Jesus Christ
1: it's really tough and like there's nothing that Angel and Cordy can do and like Cordelia's crying and Angel's crying right. and you're just like these two characters don't cry often yeah this is yeah, a you lot. never
0: see it yeah yeah, um, yeah it's Cordy crying really breaks my heart uh, and then after that they cut to them watching his tape and this time with really sad music underneath it. Yeah. And it is the worst. Especially the is that it am I am done. Am I
1: done? Oh, oh every single time I'm like, Doyle oh, Yeah, it kills you're done.
0: Me. You did it. Because it's
1: kinda like um God, there's another one. I don't think it's in Buffy, although well Spike does the like, can we rest now? But right. there's another one that's like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be able to remember what it is, because it's not Spider-Man, it's not Spider-Man and Infinity War. But there's another thing that's kind of like that. That's like, can we be finished? Like, can I be finished? And then the person oh, yeah. dies. I can't remember what it is. <sighs> shit, yeah, that's gonna really bother me for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> you'll just,
0: you'll just shout. You'll text me. Like... Oh,
1: it's actually, it's another David Morano's thing. It's on Bones.
0: Oh, um. Gotcha. There's a
1: character. Actually, it's very similar to the Spider-Man. There's a character who gets shot, like essentially through the heart, and as he's bleeding out, he's like, "Please don't make me go." And like oh, David God. Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel are like holding him while he dies. Oh, it's like God, so heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> it's really
1: bad. It's really bad.
0: Um. Yeah. This is this is a rough. What I I do. What I really do like also, in addition. To everything, you know, like having this lasting memory of Doyle and Glenn Quinn as mm-hmm. a whole. It does a great job of also, I say this with hesitance, but it does a great job of like propping up who Angel is. Okay. Because this tells such a, a complete story of Doyle in that he was like, no, I'm, I'm not interested in being a demon. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm not saving anybody. I'm just going to drink and like wait till I die. And then through being forced to help Angel and seeing Angel selflessly help others mm-hmm. inspired him to be like, oh, it's good to help people. It and feels especially, good to help people.
1: Especially at the expense of Angel's own happiness, which... Was very specifically put out there at the beginning of this episode. What like right. that is why that is obviously why Angel has to tell Doyle that he gave up being happy with Buffy because right. otherwise Doyle would be like, "I just got a date with Cordelia. I'm not right. I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying anything crazy today." Um, but the fact that he knows that and he like witnessed Angel be like, "I can't, you know, yeah. I can't have that if I'm if I'm meant to keep doing what I'm doing." Right, and that's when. Doyle kind of realized that he was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what you want; you have to do like What's the right thing." Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's really good, and obviously, Angel's going to go, which is great. It's it, and it's not a knock on the show. Angel's going to go in and out of good and bad throughout the show. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area. It's not just Angel's a superhero, yeah, and we look up to him. Like he makes a lot of bad decisions, and. It's interesting to watch him struggle with it his his allies his friends mm-hmm. um, and... there's a
1: there's a really good episode. I can't wait for that I think it's not till season two or maybe like the very end of season one where he Which locks one? all the lawyers in the room.
0: oh my God yeah that's the that beginning of the oh uh, yeah that's yeah. season two yeah I love that's that episode <laughs> the, it's from there until the sex episode is his whole gray yeah. His whole gray period so which is, is so good. Like that—that's one of my favorite storylines in all. Me too. Me too. I Me cannot too. wait. Yeah. And it's not because it's not because it exposes Angel for like the dipshit that he is. It's more just like it's yeah. so fascinating because it's it really it really paints a picture of just like just because you have a soul doesn't mean you're inherently good. Which yeah. they get into with um, Buffy a little bit with Spike and. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that um, and it, it is all murky but like on Angel it's just like no you, you don't the soul doesn't mean you're a superhero now like yeah. the soul is just a thing that makes you feel bad about doing bad things and you can yeah. make your soul shut up essentially
1: it's literally so good it also it makes Angel hot again in yeah. my opinion <laughs> He's just sort of like a neutered puppy for so much of the time, and I'm yeah. like, I would, pref- I prefer when there's like a little bit of darkness.
0: Yeah, and I'm also, I was also like, I didn't realize I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil what it is, but I didn't realize it was a bad thing until Cordelia said it was a bad thing. <laughs> I'm, Which I'm, we'll, we'll get into when we talk about the episode. I'm with but you I'm... <laughs> for
1: sure. The way that Cordelia and Wesley act to that, and I'm just like.
0: I was like, "Oh, am I supposed to was I not supposed to cheer that on?"
1: I was like, "I felt pretty Whoops. good about it." Yeah. I, I was like, "I felt pretty on Angel's team about this." I can't I can't wait.
0: Which is also something, it's an interesting uh thing too, which we'll I know, we keep saying we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it was something in The Sopranos to add to our tangent-filled episode. Of <laughs> it was
1: really a tangent. Team. <laughs> um
0: there was there was that that episode of The Sopranos with a the therapist. Um, where she had the dream of the bulldog, and uh, she- I've never watched The Sopranos, so this is
1: just a good time.
0: (laughs) So I I don't want to say what it is because of trigger warnings, but something happens to her, and Mm. it's really bad, and she realizes that she could sick Tony on him, and it's Mm. what the audience is thinking. It's like, you can just tell Tony to kill this guy. Sure. And then the show reminds you that that's bad. It's like what Tony does is bad. Is He's it? murdering. <laughs> people. Well, it more so in like she would then be beholden to him and then yeah. she would be wrapped up in the mafia. And it's like, this is a bad world to get yourself involved in. Sure. And it did, the show did a really good job of making you go like, but you can,
1: he could literally do the thing. And then it's yeah. like,
0: but remember, this is not good. There's a
1: price to pay.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating. But uh, yeah, that's this episode, this very sad episode. But next week we have Wesley.
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait.
0: Um, it's it's also it's so fascinating that they could so successfully like tear our heart out and mm-hmm. then have us go, oh yay, this is oh, me. Oh hey, <laughs> yeah, the one person that we wouldn't be like upset about replacing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley,
1: and I'm with my other show at So I'm Watching, or my personal account at Fiddledd85.
0: And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week.
1: Bye.
2: Come on over to our offices, and you'll see that there's still heroes in this world.
1: Is that it? Am I done?